Thank you so much. Based on the hand clap that I just got, I've decided I just want to go home. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's, it's way too late, you know. And, uh, but anyway, sorry. Right. How is everybody? Shalom. All right. Praise God. So how many of you here are um, Indonesian, by, at least by birth? Okay, that's good. How many of you are not Indonesian? Like you're something else. You're somebody else. Okay. Well, you know, um, when I'm in Jakarta or I'm in Indonesia, I see these signs up. And it says, Anda bukan orang asing di tempat ini. And I think to myself, I think, wow, I'm an American. And you know what I mean? It's got that moment where I'm like, that's really cool. All right. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. But it's like good cheating. This is like gospel cheating. This is like holy cheating. Um, like, um, I'm the, the, like we're talking about the character of Christ this month. And so um, I was a good invited guest speaker during the Indonesian services this morning. And I spoke about the character of Christ from Matthew chapter 5, uh, humble, uh, humility and hunger, hunger and thirst after God. And so that's, and I, so I did that. But when I um, knew that this was an English service, um, I decided that I want to switch gears and I want to preach on something else. So I'm going to do that. And, um, and I want to talk today about walking in authority. Um, and I want, I want in this session, um, by the end of the next, I guess, 30 minutes or 35 minutes or however much time I've got. I've got 30 minutes? Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Wow, really? Well, you're the only one excited about that. Everybody else is going, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. You know? And uh, I'll try to, it's really hard for me to do this in English because I prepared everything in Baasa. But um, I want to talk about the authority of the believer because I, I've become convinced that this is one of the most significant issues and the life of the believer is that we do not understand the authority that we have to, um, to act on behalf of the kingdom of God and to um, accomplish the will of God in our life and to pray um, the heart of God and proclaim the deliverance of God. And um, I want to uh, just share out of, I'm going to start with Matthew 28. And um, I think I'm just going to start with that. In Matthew 28, this is the last, these are the last few words of Jesus on the planet before he's taken up into heaven and the clouds shut behind him and he's done. And he's exalted and sits at the right hand of the Father. So this is like the last, this is his last words, okay, on the planet. And you can, it's this great drama, right? Jesus is being taken up from his disciples. And so Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus says, I have 
been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Okay? It says, therefore, everybody say therefore. therefore. And the Indonesian is karna itu, right? Therefore, because of that, right? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Can anybody say amen? amen. And the Bible says that, yes, to every believer has been given a measure of faith, but your faith is borrowed from the authority of Jesus. Any faith that you have flows from the fact that all authority belongs to Christ and he is imparting, he is making that available to you. So the authority of Jesus has been made available to you to accomplish the will of God in your life and through your life on the planet. Okay? And this is talking about the incredible capacity of the believer to do mighty wonders. Um, everybody's got cell phone, and um, I, I went to Samsung store in Lipo Cikarang, Kota Terlengkap di Timur Jakarta, according to the plan, right? According to the, the billboard on the side of the road. And um, that's where I live. And um, I looked at the new Galaxy 10, which is like the dream phone, right? Like the 10 plus. And it's like got, I don't know, 100 something gigabytes of memory. And it's like, it's got all this cool stuff. So you like, you're sitting there playing with it. But even this one, this is Galaxy Note 8. And I'm, um, this, the capacity of this phone is huge, actually. The, the processor in this phone is the computer, basically, the computing power of this phone far out up, exceeds the power of the computer that NASA used to send Apollo to the moon. <laughs> Nobody's laughing. Okay, this, that's all right. This, uh, just leave me up here all alone. Um, the capacity of this machine is huge. The apps that it can run to, you know, calendar apps, to-do apps, uh, work apps, to, you know, um, 
what do you call that? Word processing and 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 uh, numbers and everything pretty much to help you do anything it can actually be done. The capacity of this phone to um, help you in your work and in your home and in your life is huge. But what do you ask when you go to this to the phone to the to the store, right? It's like um, the selfie cameras, how many megapixels? Right? And so 95% of the usage of this phone is WhatsApp and right and camera and just a couple other things, maybe some games and a few other things. The real capacity of this is never touched by like 90% of everybody, <laughs> you know. And that, that's, that's like our faith. The capacity that you have to be a transforming, a fundamentally transforming anointed force in the world, never touched. Because you don't understand the authority and the power that has been lent to you. I've got a six-pack somewhere under my one-pack. You know, I've got a, a six-pack. It's in there somewhere. And if somebody came and put a gun to my head, sorry, sweetie, you're my beautiful wife, and you're just, this is just an illustration, right? And put a gun to my head, you know, and said, I'm going to give you a few months to get in shape, to lose all this fat, right? And I want to see your six-pack manifest, manifested, right? In six months. Even right now, I'm 56 years old. If somebody gave me five or six months and said, if you don't, if I don't see the six-pack, if you don't look something like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like you don't look like, you know, like Binaragawan, like, a, you know, I'm going to come, I'm going to shoot you dead. I guarantee you that I can do it. <laughs> probably not six, probably in three, you know. You know, because why? Because I have the capacity. So do you. That capacity already is inside of us. Listen, there is an anointed, powerful, incredible spiritual capacity that already resides inside of you that lies untouched. That's why the Bible, you know, it's like, you know, the Bible is like, it's got these incredibly dramatic things that it says. What eye is not seen, what ear is not heard, or, yeah, what is not yet entered into the heart of man. These are the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And we read that, and we're like, what? <laughs> Ephesians 3.20. Can we throw that up on the screen? Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20 is like, it's drama. It's pure drama. It's adrenaline, man. It's like adrenaline stuck in your arm. Here it is. Everybody read it. Three, two, one. No, that's, that's Ephesians 3.20, bro. Come on, man. You support me, la. Here we are. Three, two, one. Now unto him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. I love the Basa Indonesia. It's like, Jau Libi Banyak 
daripada yang kita doakan atau pikirkan like, you know, exceedingly abundantly bahasa Indonesia jauh <laughs> jauh lebih it's like dude come on it's like exceedingly abundantly it's like you know yeah jauh exceedingly abundantly whoa 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 way above all that you could even ask or think now listen to this look at this look at this look at this according to what the power that works where inside of you through you so so here's the deal so listen the intent of god When the Father sent His Son, right? The Son of God became the Son of Man. It was so that the Son of Man could become the Lamb of God. So now the Son of God becomes the Son of Man so that now He teaches His way and makes disciples all the way to the cross with the intent of becoming the Lamb of God. And now the Lamb of God sheds His blood and makes a way for you and I to be redeemed. So the blood of Jesus now pays the penalty. It pays the price of redemption. And we now are redeemed. Right? Kita ditebus. Right? We are We are bought back. We've been bought back from sin, bought back from the grave. We've been purchased, okay, and fully, fully paid, okay. So now God buys you with his blood. He redeems you back, right? And now you are bought into Christ. Can anyone say amen? Okay, now you're in Christ and you become one with Christ. Jesus literally takes you. He purchases you back for the Father. And now the Father says, what do I do? He says, well, the whole purpose of this is so that my only begotten Son will become now uh, the first amongst many brethren. So, yang sulung menjadi pertama antara banyak saudara. Yang, yang tunggal, sorry. Yang tunggal menjadi sulung antara banyak saudara. Right? So, God's only begotten becomes the firstborn amongst many brothers. Why? Because He's making a way for you. Because God didn't purchase you to be a slave. God purchased you to be a son. And that's so awesome, right? Can you imagine this? That the Father God did all of that to purchase you to become a son. And so now we become woven into Christ. You become woven into the heart of Christ. And Jesus said, and I am in the Father and the Father is in me. So literally we are being woven into the tapestry of God's heart. The blood of Jesus purchases you and weaves you holy and holy purchased, bought, paid for, redeemed into the heart of God. 
Okay, this is really important. Because now you become son. He declares it. He declares you sons and daughters. Can anybody say amen? amen. Now, as a son, what are you? You are an inheritor of his kingdom. Let's read the scripture. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses um, 10, I think. Ephesians 1, 10. Take a look. Listen to this. Ephesians. Okay, and this is the plan. That at the right time, he will bring everything together under what? In one, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. But listen, okay, I'm, I'm going to read this in, in the New Living Translation. We'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because, verse 11, that's all right, put it up. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ... In him, this is the, the, in the New King James Version, it says, in him. But in the, in the New Living Translation, it says, because we are united with Christ. In him, we are united with Christ. Dirajut, yeah, ke dalam Christus. Part, we, we've been woven into Christ. We have received an inheritance from God. Can you say amen to that? Now listen. You now have been woven into Christ. You've been elevated to a position of sonship with Christ, in, with Christ, right? Joint heirs, right? Inheritors of his kingdom. And now, as one who inherits his kingdom, you now represent your king, which is your father. Your father. You now represent your father. Right? Your heavenly father. I told Pastor Harun earlier, I said, you know what? I said, if I've got to preach in English, I'm going to preach in like British English. You know? <laughs> you have been given sonship in the father. <laughs> Which is not like American English. You've been, you know, you, you've been made sons of God. It just doesn't sound as awesome, you know. I want to preach in the king's English. You have been made one with Christ in God. <laughs> and so here it is. So now the very intent in the heart of God, right, now you are not only in Christ, now you represent him. And all of the authority in the heavenly places now finds its channel through you. Did you get it? Did you get it? Have I lost you? Are you with me on this journey? All of that authority... That Jesus promised his disciples, he goes, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go 
And he goes, and I'm with you even until the end of the age. Do my work. Bring justice. Bring righteousness. Bring the kingdom. Do all of the things and make disciples of all nations. And my authority, it goes with you. And the disciples were like, whoa. And that's what happened. That's why when the disciples came to Jesus, they teach us to pray. And Jesus goes, okay. Okay, you want to learn to pray? Is I'm going to teach you how to pray. Okay. So he goes, um, he says, when you pray, he says, you need to pray like this. Father. That's pretty awesome, right? Are you guys getting this? Right, this is all paralleled, right? Our Father. He didn't say, when you pray, pray, oh, Jehovah, oh, my great redeemer, Jehovah God in heaven. He didn't say that. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, when you pray, you come, you say, Father. Do you get the power of that? Why? Because you have been woven into the heart of God, man. You have already become part of Christ, and Christ is hidden. You know, you've been hidden with Christ in God. You are part of Him, and you have been declared a son, and you represent His kingdom. So now you come and you say, Father. Nobody is anybody getting this? Why are you so quiet? Like people like be jumping up and down, woo, shouting, you know. Or like if my son, I have two sons, Cody and TJ, you know, I, my phone rings a lot. My phone, sometimes it overheats, you know, because I travel Sabang Barauke, and I travel all to Southeast Asia, and we're, I've got these huge projects now championing, uh, discipling children and youth. We work with 9,000 churches in Indonesia alone. Yeah, just Indonesia, 9,000 churches. And by the end of this year, we'll be at over 10,000 churches, sign MOU, working uh, actively with us to disciple kids. And my phone just overheats, just way too much stuff going on. And, I, you know, there's always something, you know, I'm getting peppered. But when my phone lights up and it says Cody McClendon or Timothy McClendon, it's like I'm like... Hey, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Why? Because it's my son. <laughs> right? Right? If it's, you know, Pastor Andrew from Wonosopo, August, August, you know, it's like, oh my God, what does he want? Right? You're thinking, what does he want? Gua nga da wak tu ka Wonosopo, this momenta sa seminar ke apa? Uh, in the name of Dalam Namayesus. Hello, Pastor. How are you? <laughs> but if it's my son, Cody, oh, I can't pick it up fast enough. Why? It's my son. Yeah. It's TJ. It's like, hey, TJ, what's going on? What's the news? Right? Hey, Dad, yes? Right? I know he wants money. Good <laughs> thou. <laughs> Dad, I uh, listen. As, uh, what, what's going on? Spit it out, right? It's my son. That's why Jesus said, "Look, when you pray, you gotta know who you are. You have a new identity. You're not some sinner. 
broken sinner. Well, actually, you are. You know, you're not some, you know, busted up narcotic homeless person. You're not some just anybody. No, your identity, son, inheritor of all that your father has. So when you pray, you pray with your identity. Father. And he says, our father, who is in heaven. This is so important, right? Why? Because God is a spirit, right? In the heavenlies, listen, all that is here, everything flesh, everything that is apafana, that is finite, that's, that's temporal, comes from the spirit. God spoke, jadi. God spoke, and it was, right? So when you say, my, my heavenly Father, it means the unlimited, huge, vast, incredible, unlimited Father. That's awesome, right? You are confessing His awesomeness. He's, and you say, hallowed be thy name. That's like old king's English. Oh, hallowed be thy name. That's not what Jesus meant at all. What Jesus meant was to say, it's all about you, Dad. You are the king, and I am the prince in your kingdom, right? And it's all about your will. It's all about what you want, because it's your kingdom. It's your kingdom, and it's an honor for me to stand on your behalf. Are you guys with me? Yeah. So it's like our, my father. Father! My endless, inexhaustible, amazing father. Listen, it's all about you. And then Jesus said, now this is what you pray. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. Where? Where? Where on earth as it is in? Okay, so here, this is, this is just incredible. So Jesus says, listen, when you pray, this is how I want you to pray. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God, be done. Are you guys getting this? See, do you feel like you've been praying wrong? As you're listening to this, are you getting this picture that maybe we're praying the wrong prayers? Several years ago, um, you know, I built a prayer tower in Chikara. When I built the prayer tower, it's like it's the only actual prayer tower in Indonesia. Like it's actually, it's literally a tower. It, it's shaped like a obor. It's shaped like a torch. And it stands about seven stories tall. And you, you can go into the base of it. You get in an elevator and you go up to the fifth floor. You get out, you walk up to the sixth floor and there's fellowship hall. It's 360. And then you go up the final flight of stairs and you're, you land in the, prayer, in the prayer room. You are welcome to come to Manara Cahaya in Lipo Chikarang. Um, anytime. 
Yes. And so you get in the elevator, you go, it is a prayer tower. It's not just a manara doa. It is manara doa, right? And it's 360, so you can look out of the windows and you can pray 360 degrees over every tongue, tribe, people, nation, over every island, over every province, over everything, right? That's the point of it. It's 360, okay? Am I shouting too much? I think I'm shouting too much. I feel so sorry for you. It's like people are like shrinking down in their seats. It's like, oh my God, this man, he's so mean. <laughs> and so, you know, when we started, I, I built it and, and we started, you know, we, and we had prayer. We had like, we were like going 12 hours a day, 18 hours a day. And, you know, and one day I'm, I'm up, in, up in the prayer tower and we have all these Pandora Shafa'at, right? These inter intercessors. And they're praying and like they're like really savage, you know. Like Christians, when we do like spiritual warfare, it's like really like scary, you know. <laughs> it's like, ah, Jesus. It's like Buset, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, and there's like, I, you know, I take authority, but I break, you know. It's like Buset. The soul, like, like, it's like, it's like violent. <laughs> it's like violent. It's like I break and I take a part and I put it under my feet. I inja inja and it's like you know these prayer warriors and they're just like everything is just being breaking down walls and smashing and it's like holy mackerel, man. And it's like, and it's like everything is being busted up, and and then there's this one prayer guy. He goes, he goes, can I do this in Bahasa? Just, just I'll be right back for for everyone who doesn't understand Bahasa. This is like commercial break. I'll be back in two minutes, you know. Then he goes, he goes like this. He goes, Dalam nama Jesus, setiap setiap oknam. Oh my God! Lima blas kilometer! He goes, and then he goes like this. He goes, he goes, Saya buang ke laut! And I was like, can you do that? Kok dibuang di laut? And I'm thinking, the setan-setan juga bingung kali. Eh, lo bisa berenang gak, bro? You know? And it's just like, what the heck? You know, throw it into the sea. I'm thinking, is that even in the Bible? And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And it was just like, what did Jesus say? He says, when the light comes, the darkness flees. Right? And, you know, here's my manara doa. In the middle of all this ilalang, ilalang. You know. And the, yeah, yeah, the weeds. And, and there's like kerbau and the carabao and the goats. And, 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 and we're supposed to be in the middle of this town. And the exit the, the exit that got lost. And now there's no exit from the toll. And then everything just grown up. And it's just a big weed patch. And I bought the land right in the middle of this huge field of weeds that was supposed to be a downtown and I built this manara doa and then the Lord spoke to me and said 
you're fighting the wrong battles. You're supposed to be using your authority. Who are you? Use your authority to proclaim the kingdom. Use your authority to advance righteousness. And I realize, you know, oftentimes we're praying the wrong prayers. We're like asking God for stuff. And God didn't tell us to, to ask if you are championing justice, if you are championing the will of God, if you are praying for God's will to be accomplished, you don't have to beg God for stuff. You don't have to ask God to do things. You are supposed to proclaim it. That's why he said, kingdom of God, come. Will of God, be done. Because God's authority has already been lent to you. It's already been given to you. So you are the pipe to manifest his glory. Oh, man. So I told my prayer team, I said, guys, this is, I feel that the Holy Spirit speaking to me. This is not what God intended. No. This, this is Manara Tahaya. We are going to burn. And we are going to bring the light into the darkness. You don't have to break the darkness. You have to bring the light. And I said, that's what we're going to do. And starting that day, we started to declare God's kingdom over that city, over that town, over the place. All it was, because Batubata became Batubata, you know, the brick-making area. And it's just a mess, you know. And then there's a Desa Tibatu, you know, with overlooking the, the hill, overlooking our prayer tower. And the Desa Tibatu is like a zombie, you know. It's like a zombie town. It's like it looked horrible. Everything looked horrible. The weeds everywhere, and you know, and all of the promises of this group, the Pangambang, you know, that this is going to be some great, fantastic paradise. Somehow, heaven was going to come down and kiss the earth, and we bought the land, you know, and it's a mess. And the Holy Spirit said, No, you don't worry about that. You proclaim the kingdom. You know what? Now it's like God transformed the entire area. Everything is doubling and tripling. Now, of course, Mekarta coming up right across the fence. And I told, I told people, yeah, you know, Mekarta and Kapeka <laughs> and all of the issues. I said, don't ever say a damaging word. No, 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 no. You speak the kingdom of God. That's not your Urusan. Your Ur your, your business is God's business. Just speak blessing. Speak life. I want to ask you, what are you praying over your family today? What are you praying over yourself? What are you begging God for? You know, Jesus, you know, he, he, said, he said, whosoever should say to this mountain, do you know, Mark eleven twenty three and 24, whosoever should speak to this mountain and say, Dear God, would you please um, lift up this mountain and then like uh, don't crack the mountain 
and then, you know, get it, get it lifted up, you know, and then can you just kind of like move it bit by bit and move just like out of the way and then push it into the sea over there? And God, would you just come and just do things like, like, and manifest your power? And Lord, would you do, and like we're programming God to go and, you know, have you ever prayed those prayers where you're programming God? Oh God, and would you move the heart of my boss? Lord, and just would you just like do things and Lord, um, move things? And, and, and if you know, we and Lord, I ask, Lord, in your mercy and your grace, would you just do all these things? And do you think I can just imagine God listening to our prayers and going, What the headache? And God's like talking to, to, to his angels, and he's going, Because anybody got a pen at all? Because I'm getting a headache listening to all these people telling me what I'm supposed to be doing and who is going to step up with my authority and actually do and command the will of God because all of the power of the kingdom of heaven is pushing. All of the weight of the kingdom of heaven is already available. It's pushing. It's just waiting for the open door. And where's the open door? It's flowing through the life of the believer who is channeling the power of God and who stands up and says, I know the will of God. You know, you don't have to beg God to do his will. He already knows what he wants to do. He already knows how he wants to move. All you have to do is proclaim it. Mm, you're not convinced. It's okay. I was, um, I was, I got a phone call from my director in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Because we have CBN. I, I, um, we, we started from Indonesia. We started CBN in Myanmar and Bangkok. And also um, Vietnam, Malaysia, Korea. And Phnom Penh, I kind of warisi. It was already existing. And so I went up and I, I built a studio in Phnom Penh, raised the money for it. And I appointed director, a new director, and his name is Pisat Aum. <laughs> Nobody's laughing again. You guys, you guys are doing this on purpose. You're intimidating me, right? Like I'm making jokes and stuff. He's like, nobody laugh, nobody laugh. Don't do it, you know. His name is Pisat Aum, which in Indonesia is it's cute, you know. It's cute. It's like Pisat Aum, <laughs> you know, and. Um, but he's a Khmer guy. He's a really he's an amazing guy. His parents got married because the Khmer Mera, the Khmer Rouge, uh, caught his mom on the street and caught his dad on the street and got them and took the number, what's your KTP? And what's your KTP? And said, okay. He said, uh, you two uh, will be married tomorrow morning. Pick up your KTP and your marriage certificate. That's how his parents got married in Phnom Penh. Uh, during the, the time of the Khmer Rouge, you know. And uh, just, it's, just, uh, it's just incredible stories that have come out of Cambodia. Anyway, he calls me. And he calls me Patmark because it just, they can't, you know, in Cambodia, they have to call me Patmark. Even they don't understand what the heck is Pat. They don't know. But they call me Patmark. He says, Patmark, I think I have a problem. I said, what's your problem? He says, my whole body hurts. He says, I can, I can hardly walk. He says, this is third day. And he says, I've been out of office for a week now. He says, I can hardly move. 
And I said, what do you mean you can hardly move? Have you been to the doctor? And he goes, yeah, but the doctor doesn't know what's happening. And he goes, and today it's like I, I can't even get out of the chair. It hurts so bad. And I just took a second, just tune, just tune, just, just take a second. Just say, Holy Spirit, what's going on? Just take a second. And it's immediately in my heart, it was like, move. And I told him, I said, go to the airport. Grab your wife. Buy your ticket at the airport. Don't go to a travel agent. There's no time. I said, go to the airport. Get a ticket at the airport. Fly to Penang. Do it right now. Get a taxi now. Just go. And he said, yes, sir. And he got in a taxi immediately within five minutes. And he, they rushed to the airport. He could hardly get out of the taxi in the airport. And his wife went and bought the next ticket to KL and Penang. They arrived in KL. When he arrived in Penang, he couldn't get out of the taxi. They actually had to take him into the emergency room on a stretcher. And he spent the next week in um, Ugede, ICU, hanging between life and death in a coma. And a, and a bacterial infection had attacked him, and it was attacking his blood, and it was attacking all the organs of his body. The doctor said if he had stayed in Cambodia one day longer, he would have died. And now he's in Penang, and, it's, and, and my, uh, I have a doctor friend, an incredible anointed man of God. His name is Dr. Robert Ding in Island Hospital. And he, and he grabbed him, and he prayed him straight into ICU, and he's hanging between life and death. And I'm landing in Kuala Lumpur on the way to Phnom Penh to go up and work with my team and make sure that my team has you know, got their, their orders. And the, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me in the KL airport, and I picked up the phone and called Pisat, and his wife picks up. She's in tears. She goes, he's, he's dying. He's, he's, he's in ICU, and the doctor is said he's dying. So I turned, took a left-hand turn. KL, Belokanan Phnom Penh, Belokiri Penang. So I just went Belokiri, went straight to Penang, and I got there, and I was just, I met the doctors, and one doctor, he said, he said, after two days, I was there for four days, he says, I bet my diploma, my, my doctoral diploma, he said, I bet my diploma this man will cannot live. He said, I've seen these cases over and over again. Nobody can live through this. This is a dead man. He's dying. And, but the doctor that I had, um, the, the lead doctor, Dr. Robert Ding, he, he told me and his wife, and Pisat's wife, 50-50, 50-50. So Pisat's wife go crying out the door, 50-50. And then he turned to me, he looked at me, and he goes, it's not 50-50. It's not 50-50, it's less than that. I, it's really tough. You only can pray. And as I stood there in ICU, I had this moment. And the moment was, what is the will of God? What is the will of God? And in my heart, no, no, no. The will of God is not that this man dies. The will of God is that this man lives. 
If you want to know what faith is, faith is aligning your heart with the will of God. You don't have to convince God to do things. He knows what he wants to do. The faith journey is about aligning your heart with what you know God wants to do. And I stood there and I said, well, why would God pull him out of Phnom Penh so that he can die in Penang? You know, it's like, quick, get out of Phnom Penh. I want you to die in Penang. You know, so it was like, no, God fully intends him to live. But somebody has got to be the pipe through which God flows because that's who you and I are. We are the hands and feet of Christ on the planet. We are the, the lips of Christ on the planet. If God's going to do something on the planet Earth, he's going to do it through you. He's going to do it through somebody who believes. So I said, okay, well, this now I know why I'm here. And for four days, we prayed. And the prayer was just so simple. And it was kingdom of God come. That's what Jesus said to pray. He said, when you pray, he said, you pray like this, Father, it's all about you and the glory of your name. Now let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Datanglah kerajaanmu. Adalahnya. And he said, look, he said, if you say to the mountain, he says, when you, when you pray, he said, whoever would speak to this mountain and say, be lifted up and cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it'll happen. So it's about now aligning our hearts with God's plan. And that means you know who you are. And the authority that comes with the kingdom. God has given that authority to you. But what we need to do is change the way we pray. We need to change the way we see. So that we see what God sees. And we start to pray with the authority that Jesus made available to us. Are you guys with me with that? Okay. And I'm going to close with this. In Ephesians 3, verse 20, I want to read this again. This is such an incredible, incredible scripture. And I just, it's so powerful. And it says, Now all glory to God, again, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I love this translation. Now all glory to God who is able. Say together with me. God is able, God is able. through his mighty power, which is at work within us. Say, which is at work within me to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's the authority God has given to us. I close with this. My, my son came to me a few years ago, and he was really struggling with fear, and he burst into my room at 2 o'clock in the morning. He shouted, Dad, please help me, Dad, help. 
Dad, please help me. He woke me up. My wife sat up in bed like a cartoon, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like one of those, Quang, you know? My wife, she sat up, and she's like, what's going on? <clears throat> and I said, what? You know, he goes, Dad, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Dad, please help me. I'm so scared. And Satan was literally terrorizing my son. It was like, it was so evil. It was like he was literally being up a topic, topic, you know? He's like literally being ripped by these just like spirits of fear. That's all I could you know, it's just this unreasonable, stupid fears that were just terrorizing his mind and his heart. And he was just, he was just bound up in fear. I went into his room. All the lights were on. It was like Disneyland. You know, like all the lights were on in the room. And music was on. And he was shaking with fear. He was literally shaking with fear. And he goes, Dad, he goes, Dad, please help me. Please help me. So I put him in bed. You know, I sat in bed. And I'm kind of tuning, you know. I'm kind of tuning. He's like, God, what's going on? Take a minute to tune. Take a minute to tune to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. It's awesome. It's really awesome. And I didn't know what to do. I, I really didn't know what to say. If I read a verse to him, he's like, yeah, Dad, I know the verse. I know the verse. I know the verse, you know. If I, if, if I said, let me pray for you, he's like, Dad, you prayed for me last night. What am I going to do? You know, so I, I tune, and all of a sudden, the Lord gave me a picture. I said, Son, let me ask you a question, and I'm going to ask you the same question. If a policeman holds up his hand, does the traffic stop? Yeah, right? Why does the traffic stop? Because he has authority, right? He's a policeman. The state, the state back him up. The government back him up. When the policeman stand there, hold up his hand, it's not just a man, right? It is the state, right? But wait a minute. What if the policeman is overweight? You know, can do it. And he hold up his hand. Will the traffic stop? Why? He's overweight. Because he's a policeman. But... What if he's overweight, but his uniform too small? You know, so you can, you, kelihatan itu pusernya di antara kancing-kancingnya. He's so norak banget gitu loh, yang jijai bajai, you know, you actually, and he's like, you know, and, he's, and he holds up his hand. Will the traffic stop? Yeah, it stopped. Why? Because he's a policeman. But wait a minute. What if this overweight policeman has diabetes? Huh? And he hold up his hand. Will the traffic stop? Yeah. Why? Because he's a policeman. Right? I asked my son. I said, you're weak. You have problem. You're immature. You face challenge. You're not perfect. You're not like Jesus yet. You're still, still dealing with sins. Still having a tough time. Still struggling. But that doesn't change who you are. You have already been woven into the heart of God. You are son. So even your uniforms, Robek. Even your topi mirroring. Even your kecapean. Lelah. Letih. Lesu. But you hold up your hand. You have authority. Oh, let me tell you, 
Aku keluar dari ruangan, aku masuk lagi ke kamar. Belum sampai kamar. Oh, sorry, I'm speaking in bahasa. I hadn't even got to my room. And I heard my son get up out of bed. You know, put the, you know, the uniform in. Of course, he's in his pajamas. I'm just saying, you know. And he goes, I'm done with this. All of you, get out. And that kid fell asleep, done. No problem. Powerful. You have the authority. It's already been made available. But we have to change our prayer. We have to speak the kingdom, speak life, and see the will of God done. Let's all stand up and pray. Mm. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you now for your presence in this place. We thank you for the anointing upon your word. We thank you that your word is a hammer today Amen. to smash the lies and the mindsets. You know, the enemy wants to come and he wants to confuse you. And he brings judgments and condemnation. He brings little sins and issues to muddy the water. And we, we, we don't even know who we are any longer. We don't know how to pray. And we're confused. And today, the hammer of truth just smashed those mindsets and smashed the deceits and the lies that the enemy has been telling you. There's somebody here that the enemy keeps telling you, you're going to die young. You're going to die young. You're going to die young. And it's a pure lie. It's a lie right out of the heart of Satan himself. But because we don't understand who we are, it's eating into your heart. It's time for you to stand up. There are people here, you know, you, you just, you feel like you've got no future. You feel afraid. You feel frightened. There are people here who are dealing and struggling. You've got so many judgments in your heart against other people that you don't, there's, you don't even have a prayer. But the enemy today is going to be defeated. I want you to lift up your hands today. You can hold them out. And I want to pray for you. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation of your identity. Because it is your identity that will determine your destiny. It is your identity that will determine your prayer. Father, I ask you now in Jesus' name, every single person in this place, from the front to the back, and the left and the right, I pray for the anointing of God to come and to seep into their spirit man. And I pray for a revelation of their identity as sons and as inheritors of the kingdom of God. And I thank you, Father, that you are making them a pipe for the purpose of your kingdom. Lord, that you are flowing through them to bring the full intent and the aspirations of your heart to be manifest through their life. Because of who you are, your life has purpose and meaning. You are going to be mightily used by God. 
to bring his kingdom to come and his will to be done. Let me pray for you. I pray now in Jesus' name. Kingdom of God, come and will of God be done in Jesus' precious, mighty name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you.